0: This is Two Grumpy Farmers. Welcome to the Two Grumpy Farmers podcast. We're your hosts, AJ Lanier and Tyler Tobol. Us two grumpy farmers are here to solve all the world's problems through the lens of agriculture. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here and listen to us. We really do appreciate it. If you want to contact us with some ideas or comments, you can email us at twogrumpyfarmerspodcast@gmail.com. Today, we're talking us, Austin Lanier, Tyler Tobald, your two grumpy farmers.
1: I'm AJ Lanier. I farm North Wichita, Kansas. We farm about 3,000 acres between my brother in law, father in law, and I. We raise everything from corn, wheat, Milo or sorghum, whatever you choose to call it, and soybeans. We also run some mama cows, some feeder cattle. And just recently, we started into the sheep business, and we have 300 Katahdin sheep, and we are smack in the middle of lambing right now for the first time.
0: Uh, don't hold it against him, everyone. I, I, I don't. It's nasty, smelly things. Yeah, 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 they, everything. I'm Tyler Tobald with JTAC Farms. Uh, my family does, uh, we're kind of growing a little bit of everything anymore these days. It's wheat, milo, corn, uh, soybeans, do uh, a lot of different cover crops. Uh, both multi-species, triticale, all that kind of good stuff, alfalfa, millet, blah, blah, blah there. And we also uh, run a spring, calv- spring calving cow-calf herd, because uh, this mostly of uh, polled herford, black angus, uh, between all my dad's stuff and all my uncle's stuff that I kind of help with, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood, about 3,000 acres as well. But we're just about to start with our spring calving and hear about, what else? supposedly five days i'm guessing we'll probably have an early one drop any day now
1: tomorrow probably
0: I'll see i've been back now to the farm this uh 2024 will make my 12th year how long have you
1: been back i can't say i've been back to the farm i grew up raising show pigs and i had a couple of horses and that was as close as i got to the farm other than a little bit of farm work during the summer so, I started farming 12 years ago when I married my wife and we moved down here to Wichita. Before that, I was working for a commercial hog farm in Nebraska and I oversaw 10 different farms and saw somewhere in the neighborhood of five to a hundred thousand hogs a day that lasted about six months what'd you end up getting your uh uh your degree in i have a degree in ag business from kansas state university um the best ag university out there for anybody that is concerned we will just go with that
0: i've been back yeah 2024 my 12 years that i've been back i graduated kansas state university as well with a uh bachelors of arts in bassoon performance uh for those of you out in podcast land that don't know what a bassoon is you can go ahead and pause this google it and then um if you want to know what it is it's it's a long story it's a very very long story but aj and i met in what was supposed to be my that was my junior year of college
1: wasn't it yes yes it was your junior year of college and I believe you were still living in the dorm in a single dorm room. That was a glorified closet. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it was like 80 square feet or something like that. It was the tiniest shoebox I've ever lived in. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's jail cells bigger than that.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, that is the truth. At least I didn't have a roommate to walk in on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of roommates. Our other college roommate doesn't know this yet but he is going to be a guest on this podcast.
0: Yeah, we got we we got to get Redbeard on here. I, I I know he hates fun, but we've got to get him on here. Yes. will have to we'll have to, you know, even, even if do some parent trap or whatever that
1: uh get his wife on board with it. We we will do a great Christmas caper. There we go. <laughs> Um, okay. So that's a little bit about us. Um, oh, I guess let's go ahead and get it out there. What color farm equipment?
0: Well, I'm green, but that's not, that's more by, you know, fact that kind of have to be than anything else. I really don't care. Honestly, it's just about all the same anymore with, it don't matter what color it is. It's it's all, it's all too complex. all costs too damn much. And it's. But yeah, I've got a deer dealership, 17 miles one way and 20 miles the other. So kind of hard to be anything else around here.
1: We, we're green as well. Um, probably more out of necessity than anything because, well, the other equipment might be good, but the local dealerships' service leaves something to be desired. You know what they say, service sells.
0: Yes. That's, that's the way it is here too. There are, my nearest uh, red dealership's 45, 50 minutes, almost I got one an hour and another almost an hour in two different directions. So,
1: yeah, and we actually share the same red dealership, same company, different locations. And well, mine's 35 minutes away and it might as well be three hours away. But now for the million
0: dollar thing, I am, uh, our family farm is 100% no till. Uh, been that way for 12 years or for 14 years now, been using cover crops and all that kind of good stuff for uh 12 years uh we consider ourselves kind of regenerative agriculture minded we we've been cutting back a lot of inputs incorporating livestock more you know all the different soil health principles the whole shebang
1: whereas aj um well we're mostly no till um we we till out of necessity and uh and it's generally you know when we get washouts or weeds get just unbelievably out of hand on something we try to till less and less every year uh as far as how long we've been no till i don't know i I can't answer that exact question we've been no till as long as i have been farming and uh we've till. i mean at that time, I say we were mostly no-till. At that time, we were still tilling all of our corn stalks and planting weed into them. And I think we did that for one year. And then we bought a no-till drill and we more or less quit tilling. And that at that time, that was about the only thing we really tilled was our corn stalks to plant our weed into. And now we just no-till right through them when we've upgraded drills yet again, that we may have a tilled field of soybeans here and there. And it's generally just to get things smoothed out because the previous season we rutted it up in the mud or, you know, spraying or something, trying to get everything out. Now, uh, as far as the cover crop deal, I myself have started cover cropping old, about three years ago, I guess, and was playing around with some interceding and some Milo hit it in the middle of the field. So I didn't look like a complete fool to my neighbors. If it totally failed, Dang it him. worked out well, uh, for the most part. Uh, but also about three years ago, it started this wonderful thing called a drought <laughs> and it kept getting drier and drier and
0: drier. I don't know what you're talking about. My 2023 was awesome. I was able to pick 250 acres of corn in a weekend with no, no grain and one semi.
1: Ew. Exactly. That's just your grand. And uh, how many acres of wheat did you cut with no grain carton, one semi? Oh, I, I
0: lost count. That was the worst wheat season I've ever had in my life.
1: Our wheat season was pretty terrible. Um, our soybeans were um, equally as dismal and our sorghum, Milo, itchberry, whatever you want to refer to it as, was also quite awful. The bright spot was corn, and Lord knows how that happened. Rain (laughs) at the right time, apparently.
0: I was uh, talking to somebody around here. I don't know where he came up with his facts and figures or whatnot, but it was something under the tune of like 80% of this county's corn was either chopped or tilled under. Ours are our yeah, our best corn was 80 uh, was 46 and that was about 80 acres worth. And the rest <sighs> was all worse than that. It was just our worst was 17. and to be honest, I still don't know why I was in there picking it.
1: Mm. Well, it's that lovely wonderful word called insurance and they tell you you have to get an idea before you can stop. Well, that was my old man's. He doesn't run crop insurance. Well, then there's that, too. Yeah. That That's why he needed those 17 bushels. <laughs> at least we were able to get the triticale in early. We were looking at that at least a little bit with the glass half full. Yes. Yes. Um, so, that I mean, my corn made 153 bushel of the acre. Um, that was not our best. We had some that went 170, 160, 170, I believe. And we also had some that was... Know right around 90 or 100, which you know was good for the year. What's the um, time? that that I guess that kind of leads us into a different topic. We are, I mean, from your doorstep to my doorstep, I think it's what two hours and 35 minutes, I believe, yep. at the very most. Yep. And uh, we are two totally different worlds apart here.
0: I'm north of I seventy. He's south of I seventy, and
1: we, uh, you know, down here we can double crop soybeans, which means putting them in right after the wheat comes off. And we generally have pretty good luck with that. Um, you know, they they may not yield just as good as all the other beans. Some years they do; they yield just as good as the full season beans. Some years they're not quite so good. Some years they're better. Um it just kind of depends on the year but i mean it is it it literally is gravy money on top because you very you really do very little for them other than spray them you may fertilize a little bit but not a lot generally and you generally i mean you can pull 30 to 40 bushel double crop beans pretty easy and so you're taking two crops off in a year and it it adds it adds a lot to your bottom line um, you know, we also start planting. I was just talking to my brother in law on the phone yesterday, and he goes, You do realize we are 50 days away from planting corn. Yesterday being February the 9th, 2024, I, I, and I, we're 50 days from putting corn in the ground.
0: I, I don't want to hear that, I don't need
1: that negativity. <laughs> you, you and me both, I kind of, that's like, Oh, I'm, I, my list of winter projects that is still going has not had one project checked off the list. Yeah, that's, I, yeah,
0: that's not even, I, I yeah, I can't even handle that at the moment. But yeah, that, I mean, not wrong. That's, yeah, April 15th is generally when you see a lot of folks around here getting
1: started. We will have some gung ho, hot to trot farmers down here that will plant the 30th of March. And, I'm that it it just baffles me. But they will put they will put corn in the ground April if the ground is warm, they will put corn in the ground.
0: Man. Yeah, typically around here we'll see April 15th, 20th, somewhere in there. That's that's when I got mine put in last year was April 20th. Um up here in my neck of the woods, uh we we're kind of we're kind of odd ducks around here. We we, you know we're the we're the regen guys that everybody's like I have no idea what they're growing out there but there's a lot of it and I don't understand it and usually I get laughed at and talked out and talked about at the coffee shop um but I do our, our crop rotations pretty fast we do wheat then when it would typically be summer fallow that's a cover crop we don't do a lot of double crop beans around here um our soil structure where we could probably get away with it but I I prefer to uh I'm we, we use the cover crop for cattle feed, uh, get them grazing most of the winter on it, and then we go to Milo or corn, one of those two. Kind of getting more into corn now, uh, and then follow that with a cover crop, and then go to beans, and then beans back to wheat, and we rinse and repeat that until the heat death of the universe. Uh, and uh, for us, about every two out of every three of our acres is getting getting grazed every year, uh, and that's that's where we can generally. And make our make our money back on different things is being able to cut our feed costs and stuff like that. But uh a- a- AJ and I have a fun game where we like to figure out whose wheat is going to work for one of the other. Like I I know what wheat is going to work up in my neck of the woods because whatever it is it doesn't work down there. And vice versa. Like Bob Dole wheat does not work for me at all. Don't like it, can't stand it, but
1: for you it works, doesn't it? Well, most of the time last year was the exception to the rule. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can tell me, oh yeah, we're going to plant. What was that Wolverine? And you couldn't give me Wolverine. I, I wouldn't put it in the ground. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know that it would come up good enough to make a deer food plot.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, my uncle made 85 on a uh, field of Wolverine the other year
1: that so you know know, uh what's the other one we planted a lot of ever for years last year was the well i take that back we may have had some but for i believe last year may have been the first year in a lot of years we did not have any everest and we used to plant nothing but everest
0: yeah there's that that was real popular for a little bit around here some years back but it faded pretty fast. A lot of folks went away from that into some different things. Uh, uh, you see some ever Everrock early, saw some ever Everrock. Now some it, people are even moving off that to other stuff.
1: Um, we plant. So the last few years or the last two years, we've planted less of the Kansas state varieties and planted more of like the, uh, oh, the West bread varieties and that kind of thing that have got numbers that are a mile long that i can't remember but those wheat varieties in corn corn milo soybeans you at least get some of those varieties for about three years in a row (laughs) you would hope wheat varieties seem to change every year yeah
0: that book keeps getting thicker when they come out with all those new All the new varieties, it just seems to keep getting thicker and bigger. And it's like, I don't even know what I want to look at anymore. I just usually I I hope my sea salesman isn't just trying to upsell me because I'm like, I don't know. The monument looks nice, the Bigfoot looks nice, this blend looks good. And what the hell, we'll try that. What's the worst that could happen,
1: right? And you know, we all plant wheat and wheat we think makes pretty good money, but there's a couple of places out there that put it to you that they're they're like, wheat really makes you no money.
0: that's the thing if you spray that if you spray fungicide on it which that's that's another difference between us i i can typically get away with not having to worry about fungicide like at all whereas you guys down there that's pretty much just a given for your neck of the woods
1: and a lot of times it's it's like oh the plane's gone call them and have them come here too (laughs) yep
0: (laughs) that's it's it's pure pressure it's there's nothing worse then you, you see someone, you know, see another farmer get out their drill or the combine or this, you know, whatever. And you're like, you know that you're you, you're you're a week out. You know you're a week out. But at the same time, there's that nagging voice in the back of your head. Says, ah, I got to get in there and I got to get going.
1: there. There is a YouTube video out there that Tyler and I love that <laughs> it's called The Neighbors. And this guy is like, my dad pulled in the yard and said, get the sprayer ready. The neighbors are spraying. What What are we spraying for? Burn down, over the top, everything. We're doing it all. Just load it up. Corn and beans at the same time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it, it's the worst. The, the other, um, let's say that it was 20, the fall of 22 that I planted a cover crop from a neighbor who was wanting to try some, and it was, oh, it was way early, even around, even for around here for like forage wheat and stuff like that. It was way early for that, and I had about three or four different farmers pull off on the side of the road. And I got calls, text messages, to people like, you're planting wheat already? Wow, I didn't know, why are you planting wheat this early? Why are you planting wheat for your neighbor? Why? And people were just freaking out. I had another buddy of mine call, and he's like, dude, thank you so much for that because now my dad wants to plant wheat tomorrow
1: and he's like
0: "Plant wheat me the tractor or the drill
1: (laughs) yeah um so we we have massive differences i mean and yet there's a lot of things that we can kind of do the same you know as far as our ground you know you guys up there you you still have pasture right here where i'm at we have very little pasture you know for cattle and whatnot we have i mean it's farm ground and guys down here if it's flat enough they can farm it they'll take every tree fence post and barbed wire out of there and farm it
0: yeah that's around here we've got so many rolling hills we're kind of in the smoky hills area i mean there's there's limestone juts and knobs and everything all over the place where if you tried to, uh, you'd snap a opening disc off on half of that pasture ground. If you tried to go in there with anything, it's a lot of lot of limestone poking out all over the place. That's so we've got, and a lot of our stuff is kind of we've got you know most of our our biggest stuff around here that you'll normally see is you know somebody may have a half section, but most of it's quarters. Uh, you'll see you know but then there's also a whole bunch of 80s 40s 10s and 20s and everything in between because we got a bunch of different creeks running through here you know you got you've got wichita to contend with down your
1: way oh we have wichita we have brainiac people as far as that goes yes we have some total differences you know and we can we can also get away with doing some you know, we can spray some different things, we can do things just a bit different and it works, you know, whereas up there you guys got some things that just don't work or you've got things that work wonderful and, I mean, we would never even think of doing it.
0: Yeah, but even though with all of our differences, you and I do have one, one major thing in common. We both hate
1: engineers. Oh. It, you <laughs> know, I believe engineers have this game that's called how can we best screw the farmer today? Yeah. Like I vividly remember last year, I had a metal hydraulic line on the side of my tractor that went from the pump to the side of the transmission. And it was two bolts that held it in there. And one O-ring went bad on that thing. And do you think that that could just be, take those two bolts out and change it? Oh no, 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 no. Four hours later laying on your side, turned sideways and pulling half the pump loose, then you can get it. But for a ten cent O-ring, it was a four-hour job.
0: that's uh, I, I cuss them all the time when I'm working on the air seater. There's grease in the uh, grease in that dang thing. That's mine mine is pre- uh, greaseless stuff that they do with the Pro Series and like I literally got our air seater one year, one year before the Pro Series stuff came out. There's that one Zerk that's right there in the depth next to the depth change handle. So if you want to grease that as for your seed firming wheel arm, you gotta go and you gotta change all your depth while you're going and greasing it, and then change it back again after you've greased it. And half the time that sucker doesn't even want to take grease. So I, I want the engineer who thought this was a good idea. I want him. To come out and grease this for me and tell me how much he enjoys this because it is the worst. And all we got is a 30-foot air seater. Like, if this is a 60-footer, I would probably never grease it and just say, no, nope, no, nope, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. If I have that much money, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'll trade it in three years.
1: Ten bucks says that that engineer has probably never held a grease gun in their life.
0: That's true too, or the one, or they've never changed a belt on the con uh, belt on the con. <laughs> that,
1: that that's another great pastime that you know is going to happen, and you just have to do it every year. That's we'll have a whole
0: episode. I'm guessing, I'm sure, dedicated purely to how much we despise engineers and every single memory we can have of all the different you know pts PTSD episodes that they give us now.
1: Moving on, we'll have more episodes. We're going to try to do semi monthly. I think uh Tyler and I've talked a lot about it but we are gonna kind of you know we'll just kind of give you a a farm update what we're getting ready to go into you know on each side of the farm because we each handle things a little bit differently Tyler you know he's getting to go into spring calving I'm a fall calving guy myself and so I'm more or less done calving the sheep deal that's just kind of the outlier between us um and then our crops generally we're trying to do the same things at pretty close intervals, you know, we may be a week or so apart on a lot of stuff. Some things were two or three weeks apart. It just kind of depends, you know, you know, we'll, we'll move in. We'll ha- after we give our little farm update and whatever that we're doing, uh, we're going to have a topic each episode and we will cover that in depth. And you know why this is a problem or what, what it has to do with agriculture. You know, I mean, it could be anything from, fertilizer price to you know the presidential election and we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this as non-political as possible we have our political beliefs but we'll keep it as non-political as possible and we'll kind of just you know point out you know oh they say 15 dollars an hour minimum wage is gonna be the best thing ever and we'll you know i mean we're always open to have our minds changed even as grumpy as we are but we'll kind of we'll give it you give you our theory on it and everything else and kind of point out where the problem in lies looking forward to it this was two grumpy farmers blowing off steam solving the world's problems through the eyes of agriculture hit that subscribe button and don't forget to like rate review and share with a friend thanks for listening and join us next time for the next two grumpy farmers podcast